0: Coming to you live on a Tuesday night. Welcome on in, everybody, to the All That Jazz podcast. We are your hosts, Ben Jones and Zach Hazeldine. Ben, tell the people how we're doing. The jazz? How you're doing. Oh, I'm doing great. You you're know. doing great? Tell the, me what's great about life. Well, the weather, the sun is out.
1: I can actually like go outside and... and Like barefoot or wear shorts now. It's it's beautiful.
0: You know, I walked outside today. I was at work. We have a rather large campus at where I work. The sun was out. It was like you could hear birds chirping. Someone even say bees were buzzing. And I heard a lawnmower rev up, kind of in the distance, and it was just kind of like that low, like, and I like, took a big fresh breath of air in, and I said, "Man, the jazz sucked last night." Absolutely. And then I felt better about myself. <laughs> what? Why did you feel better about it, it? It's about just it? spring is in the air. We're going to start seeing some weather. Yeah. We're going to start seeing some flowers. It's going to be great. The grass mm-hmm. will start growing again. And It's light past 530. I know. That's, that's probably the best part. I, I would say so, too. Um, and not to take a turn for the worst, but the Jazz loss last night.
1: Yeah, that was a tough one. You want to start with that?
0: Well, before we jump into it, administration of the show. Um, have a very special thank you to to, uh, uh, to usher out to people, um, as we like to do on this, on this ever-growing Utah Jazz podcast. We love like um, thanking people. Mr. Chase Lee, we appreciate you for listening to the show. Um, good friend, good co-worker of mine, uh, recently decided to tune in and has become a fan. He said, you know, your, your podcast, Zach, you and Ben? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, yeah, I know that. He said... It's not bad. <laughs> that's that's, the, whole that's actually what one of the reviews says. It says this is surprisingly okay. That's all we want. We want it to be. We just don't want it to be a train wreck. Just don't
1: suck. That's <laughs> what it they just. Or suck less than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of administration, we actually got a tweet from Will Brennan. He okay. tweeted at us. He wanted us to talk about George Sneing at the five. So,
0: what do you think? George Naing at the five will Brennan, we're gonna we're gonna discuss that a little bit today. That's an interesting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I saw last night was Rudy getting his butt kicked by Serge Baca. Yeah, out yeah. of the rest of the world. Um, and then getting into a fight with someone else. We'll get all into this into the show. Um, but thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for telling your friends, your family, the jazz faithful of the world that this podcast hasn't reached yet. Um, We rely on you. Um, We're not marketing geniuses, nor do we really promote outside of posting this show occasionally on Twitter and most weeks on Reddit, Mm -hmm. and we're up over the 180 listener mark, um, which is remarkable if you really think about it, Ben. Absolutely. Look at how far we've come. Yeah. For some reason, 180 people decide to listen to this nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked by it. A fan reaction show. Let's jump on in. It's been a long week. Let's We're, review. Should we should we go chronologically with what happened over the last week? It's felt like a very long week. I don't know why. I'm pulling open the thing to kind of look at the last, uh, let's see. So it all started, we, we recorded last Tuesday, so we played against the Knicks. And as you predicted, we won. <laughs> oh, <I, laughs> timeout. We beat the Knicks? We got the Knickerboppers. We got them. One twelve to one hundred and four. We went on to play the those pesky pesky Boston Celtics, the Gordon Haywardless Boston Celtics. We beat them ninety nine to ninety four. Mm-hmm. I personally finally got a wish in that. I wished that we would beat a game or we have a game where we beat the team where we held them under hundred points. Yeah, that was nice. We finally did that. It's like the first time all year. We went on to beat the. Uh, I, how would you describe the the Detroit Pistons? The Not your daddy's Pistons from the 90s? I was thinking
1: more of like, they're not a complete train wreck, but they're a train wreck.
0: They're they're the framework of a train wreck.
1: They're like a train wreck they that... They could go either way. They're a train wreck that's definitely going to wreck, but they're trying not to wreck. And they got
0: that one guy who's not bad. Yeah, Lugs. that one guy. Everybody else, I mean, I, what is Blake Griffin doing?
1: And he's injured.
0: Again? I don't yeah. think he's played basketball in three years. It's, uh, well, last year he was playing. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> that was a year ago. <laughs> um, and then last night, obviously, we played the Toronto Raptors, the, the Toronto We the North Raptors, mm-hmm. um, and we lost 101-92.
1: Yeah, so now we're about to go on a four-game losing streak. We're, we're about to lose three straight games. Because this is how the way this is how the season has gone for us.
0: That is how the season's gone for us, and uh, that's kind of what I wanted to talk a little bit about today. I actually have some kind of working through some of these games. I think I have a little bit of good news, some cheer in our hearts, much like the spring air um, is filling our hearts with cheer. Um, I actually think the loss to Toronto was a little bit better than the losses that we've had in the past. And I kind of watched the game and I I was actually at the game, so I watched it in arena, you know. Which is so different so much
1: different than watching at home.
0: And I was I was satisfied and I walked away saying, "Well, if we're going to give up that many rebounds to the other team and we're going to miss this many shots, of course they're going to win." And I I walked away feeling a little bit better than most other times. And it's lead me it's led me to believe that that perhaps we can find it within the depths of our souls to prevent another four game losing streak. <laughs> I saw enough good where I was like, This this is not bad. Like we can we can work with this.
1: I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, the way I felt was like we're competing. You know, we're competing with this team, but this isn't like this team is not talent or this team is too talented enough for me to just be okay with mediocre how they, with mediocre with how they played last night like obviously there were some bright spots tony bradley dominated a bunch of skinny guys in their second unit and uh I, I i will say i don't know what to think of mike Conley still i'm still just he's shooting the three fine but something's with the twos i don't like i was I was checking his stat line. I think he went like three for six from three. But he went like one of five from the two. Well, well inside So yard. it's
0: interesting you call Mike Conley out with that. And the I, reason why I bring it up is because the entire team went one for nine. Every every individual player went that from I, – I don't know what happened last night. Mm-hmm. Bogey could not make a layup. Donovan could not make a layup. Mike Conley could not make a layup. And Jordan Clarkson, he couldn't make a layup. And the list just goes on and on and on and on of players for whatever reason. And th- that was kind of my reaction. Like, I watched it and I was just like, you know what? When Donovan, Rudy, and Bogey combined for 22 points, we're not winning that game. And that's not because I don't think that will happen again this year. If it does, we're in a lot of trouble. hmm Well, I'm, I, I just
1: think with Conley, it's – we obviously haven't gotten what we've wanted out of him. And I'm not – against Conley I, I still think he's done some stuff to he's been he's been valuable in some games it's just I just don't get it with him because you see how much he relies on um, getting to the hoop and I feel like he doesn't do that enough you know I and we have enough spacing we have a lot of shooting around him but I just don't know what's he's kind of passive sometimes but I feel like he shoots when he no no, no. I feel like he passes when he has an open lane, but a lot of times his passes result in something. But I, I just feel like he's kind of missing. There's just something missing with him. I don't know what it is.
0: I, I'm actually – for that's kind of the hot topic. We have a lot of people out there that are still debating the whether or not Mike Conley was a good move and then – Referring back to when we benched him and then we unbenched him and then weighing out the, well, was this actually worth it or should we have gone a different route? This is the conversation that everyone's having right now, right? Mm -hmm. What do the Jazz do with it? I actually think that Quinn has, over the last week, and I don't want to attribute the last four-game win streak to Quinn Snyder's brilliance and what he's done with Mike Conley because I I think there's a lot more to it than that. Most of it being, we were playing bottom feeders from the east. But what I did like was, we've kind of seen this effect that that is happening on the second unit when he lets, when Quinn lets Conley get in and run the second unit. Yeah, I mean, he gives him a couple guys, he intermixes a couple other starters. He might give him Rudy. He might be playing with Tony Bradley, but he gives Conley this complete control of the second unit. And for those, for the, for that time. He's not trying to figure out what what to do with Donovan, what to do with, you know, who has the ball and when. Do I attack? Do I let Donovan attack? Do I yield? Does he yield? It, when he has it, it's just him, and it's mm-hmm. just him in the second unit. Well, that's interesting
1: because I think the talk was when he was coming in, like, hey, he can play without the ball, which is true, but he's at his best when the ball is in his hands, and... He's playing at his best when when he's able to run the pick and roll and and kind of make the defense move and him attack the defense when they're off balance I, you should say I could say
0: exactly and so you kind of look at some of these numbers over the past week and granted once again it's against bottom feeders of the east so it's not a lot to behold here. And I don't have a minutes breakdown of who he was playing with or, you know, what minutes he was playing. But against the Knicks, uh, he had 17 points. It was two of four from three, made six shots. So he, you know, had four other makes inside the paint. Against uh, the Celtics, obviously he played unbelievable that game. He was 9-16 of uh, and went for 25 and was probably the reason that we won that game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then the Pistons, let's see what he did there. Did he not play because of back-to-backs? No, I think he did. No, he did. He, he played did. Uh, 30 minutes, uh, 4-12, so not his best night shooting. Still had 12 points. And then last night against the Raptors. He had like 13 on 12 shots. 13 on 12 shots. So well, it wasn't wasn't the best outing for him. But that's a heck – yeah, 13 points, 4-12 from the floor. So that's not like the best outing in the world, but that's a heck of a lot better than the – alternative the january then, yeah. february mike conley where it was just like another night with seven points and five yeah. shots like that's true but I, I just
1: this team is clearly not play this team is clearly not playing to their potential so we just talked about we were playing the pistons the knicks the who else did we play we played the celtics another bottom feeder in the east I hate the celtics um, I see what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing like a little Danny Ainge hate. Yeah, but my the thing that stood out to me in the Knicks and the Pistons games was like, yeah, we were winning, we should have killed them, but then these guys, they had these little mini sh- runs where they were making a comeback, and the fact that we are allowing the Pistons, I was thinking this when I was watching the Pistons game, I was like, and the Knicks too, like the fact that we're allowing these teams to even have life is ridiculous. Like this... I I don't feel happy about even this four game winning streak. I don't feel like we're back to normal and maybe this is the normal of we're just going to underachieve. Like maybe that's just what it's going to be this year.
0: Well, and I there, there's a lot to unpack I think in this last week. And you kind of brought up the Detroit game, which I thought was that was very very interesting. And the reason why is because there was part of me that wanted to say, holy crap, the Jazz are back. That's two games in a row where we've won <laughs> and held a team under 100 points. And then, like in the third quarter, they go on an 18-3 run. That's... <sighs> and they're back in it. And then we go on a 15-0 run. And we're ahead, and I'm like, we're safe. The Jazz are back. We just put them away. And then they go on a 15-2 run. And suddenly it's like a five-point ball game with a minute twenty left. I mean that's the whole thing. Like this is the most
1: talent we've had on this team in a long time. And the fact is that they're underachieving and we're just gonna be a four or five seed playing against the Rockets in the first round is
0: frightening. It just is. Well the Rockets are frightening. hmm They're they're I mean like they're not good right now. So maybe that could be a good maybe. Thing. They're on the four speaking of four game skids those those Houston Rockets are on a four game yeah. skid but what I so my point with all this and something I heard on the radio and I was kind of like you know what I don't know if this is a knee-jerk reaction or if this is truly the jazz identity um, and it, it kind of has to do with all this so we played well against Boston I was really happy with that Boston win mm-hmm. I thought we played well. Um, and competed against a team that's got a lot of star talent. You expect that thing to happen. They didn't have back Jaylen to back, Brown, though,
1: or the, Kemba.
0: Well, they had Kemba. They didn't have Hayward or uh, Jalen sure? Brown. Yeah, Kemba played. He was pretty non-existent. Um, maybe it was that then. Either way, they had Kemba and uh, Jason Tatum on the floor, mm-hmm. or Jason. What's his name?
1: Jason Tatum. He's, oh. st- he's still 19 years old, by the way. That's incredible. He's been in. He's been in the league for three years, and he's still 19. That was that. Celtics fans still believe that.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, I know. Um, but anyways, I was really happy with that one, and then we go on to Boston, and that doesn't pan out at all, and or not Boston, uh, Detroit, and then that almost doesn't pan out at all. We get, keep giving these leads up, and I'm kind of like, okay, back to backs, tough road. You I mean, know. how much does back to backs matter, really? I think when you get in at 4 a.m. or whatever it is. You're playing on the East Coast so your body's not really adjusted to anything yeah and you sure. you go back and I, I get these guys do it all the time, but I think it it definitely does have an impact, and we still won you know and that was kind of the thing where it was like you know what good teams find ways to win We said that the whole first half of the season, and we were just kind of scraping by but this is the the point I'm getting to with all this and what they said on the radio was and I think this was this morning actually. The jazz, we just need to get used to them as not being a defensive minded team. yeah, it's true. I Our mean, identity is no longer defense.
1: They must listen to the, all that else because I said this last week that what gets us going is no longer defense. That like offense is what is what gets the engine going and gets us really running with you know, gets us on those runs.
0: Well, so here's my question to you, Mr. Ben. The start of the year, we kind of knew that we sacrificed some defense, and what everybody was saying was if we are still top ten defense but our offense moves to, like, top five, Mm -hmm. that is better than having a top three defense and the 13th best offense.
1: That's the thing I don't get. See, we gave up, so we no longer have Rubio. We no longer have Crowder. We no longer have Favors. Those are about the three guys that really were impact defenders last year. So, Conley hasn't been great defensively. He's had, I mean, he's been okay, I would say. He's just a little small. Um, defensively, replacing Jay with Boyan, that's a downgrade. But I think Boyan is, he's not like the worst defender in the world. But, like, you can rely on him sometimes, you know. Um, and then, favors? And maybe maybe that's it. Maybe the minutes where Tony Bradley... Has those backup center minutes and Favors isn't on the floor is maybe that's the difference. But I gotta say though, something's with Rudy because he doesn't look the same the way he did, you know, in the first half of the season. Something's happened.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I want to. There's a bunch to unpack too from how the Jazz are playing right now that I kind of want to talk about. About just focus on the game. We'll call it. But one of the things that I think has kind of happened is Rudy has so- somewhat been exposed with his ability to defend on the perimeter, and that's where I think we saw Derek Favors most effective minutes. Is you could stick that guy out on, you know, you're not going to stick him out there against Steph Curry and crew and Dame Lillard and some of these guys, but you put him out on Serge Ibaka. Derek Favors is one of that matchup. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like you put Serge out on Rudy, Serge picked him apart. Yeah, and also Serge. It same Tony Bradley. I mean, I think it's even worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, Serge was hitting threes at a high He hit a rate. couple
0: threes, but the thing that killed us he is hit like, like six I thought, right? Uh, he better not. He hit, hit a hit ton. Six. No, I remember I... I was watching the scoreboard on uh looking up like, you know how they have like the in-arena scoreboard. Yeah. He he had five. He was 5 of 7 from 3.
1: Yeah. That's To be fair, that's not going to happen every night. Um But I think it's an interesting point, though. Like, are we sure Rudy fits in today's NBA? Is this where the NBA is going, where centers legitimately don't matter unless it's Anthony Davis or maybe, I hesitate to say Carl Anthony Towns, but, or Jokic. Like, will it it just be guys that have perimeter skill sets uh, in the modern NBA? And other than that, if you can't do that, then you're done. Is that just how it is?
0: I I don't think so. You know, I think there's a way for Rudy to I mean, and if we're trying to solve the Jazz defensive problem that I don't know if they're really interested in solving. I well, think they are. I just really I think they realize that maybe this just isn't going to happen this year.
1: Ultimately, I the defensive problem lies within the whole team where it just they're just not trying.
0: Well, exactly. Or they're not it's focused. It's a, it's a team effort. Yeah. Do you want to keep Rudy near the rim? You gotta have four guys that defend the perimeter. Well, I And you gotta that. force double teams, you gotta, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, and, and that's like, you know, credit to the jazz. I actually saw a bunch last night where we defended really, really well. I thought for having a guy like Siak come out there, I thought we did a pretty good job on him for the most part. We we got taken advantage of a couple times with a couple of mismatches that I saw I and mean, I I was with my wife at the game and every time they threw the ball down to Siakam in the post. They somehow had it on a switch. So now Conley's guarding him. Mm-hmm. And I just start poking her. I was just like, this is not good. This is going to result in either a really missed time to double team that we're not going to get right, or it's going to be like a little fade away or this really strong finish at the rim. And every single time it felt like Siakam got down there, he hit this little Kevin Durant, like mm-hmm. kind of get him going towards the rim, one leg step back, fade away. Kind of shot where he kind of uses his body to protect him and just hits it over the top of people. And that happened, it felt like all night.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing I noticed do, do you remember that play where OG Ananobi hit that three to get ahead, to go ahead from us?
0: In the third quarter? In the fourth.
1: I think it was the fourth. I, I can
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. It was kind of back and forth the whole third, then we take the lead and then they come back and take it back. But but the reason that happened was because
1: we didn't switch Rudy because we can't you can't switch Rudy and it legitimately made me think for the first time that maybe the modern NBA is just getting rid of centers. And and I don't think it's going to go that far because if that happens uh, I don't know if I'm like it I just don't like I still want to have at least one big guy be able to play in, in the NBA you know what I mean like if we're gonna enter the modern era where Rudy Gobert can't stay on the floor we need a rule change we just we just need a rule change if that's gonna happen because he's a talent he's he he's absolutely an unbelievable talent you know he's I think someone said it was Kenny Atkinson the guy who got fired he said Gobert's one of the best defensive centers the NBA has ever seen, and there are times he can't stay on the floor. And there are times teams take advantage of him, of his lack of perimeter defense.
0: Well, and I I think there's a lot of truth to that, but I also think it's counter and punch back. There's got to be a way that we can hide some of this thing. The thing that we're you know, you kind of bring up a greater point. We're only focusing on defense right now. I do think there's a couple ways that we can force teams to respect height. And the way that you do that is you never lose a rebound matchup, which the Jazz did miserably last night. We were out rebounded by nineteen boards and there was one possession where we gave up four offensive rebounds.
1: But I don't think I don't know if height necessarily translates into rebounds. I mean I think rebounds is as much of an effort stat, you know, if anything. Like it was for sure a
0: hustle stat.
1: Dennis Rodman's one of the best rebounders ever and he's six six. Like
0: But if it's about effort, I can tell you right now that a seven footer should beat someone who's six seven. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: If they're equaling that So way. if Rudy
0: wants to continue to impact the game, you gotta pick and choose where you're gonna impact it. And the the areas that I see, you never let somebody out rebound you. I saw that a bunch last night where surge is out rebounding him. I forget their other bigs that they played. And, and Siakam had like a million rebounds. Yeah, and it was just kind of one of those things that's just like it is a team thing. Everybody has to box out, but Rudy could really take a charge, and there's no reason why you shouldn't have 15 boards a night. Well, you know it, what I'm saying? It's also
1: it's also not on Rudy. I mean, everyone it, everyone has to box out and everyone has to rebound, and uh, maybe I I just this team is. It, it was making me think when I was watching the Raptors game, like we were having these super lackadaisical stretches, and maybe this is just the modern NBA where a team gets talent and they mail in the regular season, which is, it really bugs me because this team hasn't proven anything to be this lazy in the regular season. We last year we lost in the first round. We lost in five games in the first round last year, and we act now. We have Bogdanovich and Conley, and we brought in guys that we think we we have too much talent to give actual effort. Like what? What in what world is that okay? It's not. It's bugging
0: me. So you you're calling out the effort from last night. One,
1: I'm calling out the effort from this entire. It's been months, and uh, no, like. The, f- the simple fact is that these issues we're facing is, you know, effort and concentration, and that that stuff is the easiest stuff to control when you're at this level in-, in the NBA. Like, the way you can make it in the NBA is to just be more conscious. If The things that are bothering us as a team are focus-related and effort-related, like – this is fifth grade basketball stuff, and this is a professional team, and they're mailing in the regular season. Especially when we can't afford to mail in the regular season. I don't. I, it just pisses me off that we sign. We have. We actual. We actually have talent for the first time in a long time, and now they think they don't have to try as hard, or I, I. don't know what it is, but that's what it looks like that they don't try as hard.
0: Wanted to. What you were saying kind of made me think about something, and I. I very valid. I was where you were probably three weeks ago. And I actually, I don't know if it was because I was live in the arena, coming to you live from Vivint Smart Home Arena instead of coming to you live from my couch on my iPad. I don't know if that's what made the difference, but I want to run this past you to, to see what you think. What if it's not so much an effort thing as it is a physicality thing? Did you see Joe's comments? What did he say? He said, and I think it was the Des News made, might have had it. It was maybe them. But he pretty much said we're very well aware that we are getting out physical and we have been out physical all year. It needs to be a point of emphasis for us.
1: I think it's the same thing. I think he's saying the same thing. as, I mean, you don't have to be super strong to be physical. I mean,
0: look well, at – that's playing with, like, intensity and purpose, though. Like, I, I view an, a, a physical – basketball team is someone that's not going to let that guy get an offensive rebound that's effort that's my that's my view you're you're equibulating the two is the same thing
1: i think they're um they come from the
0: same place they come from heart
1: yeah exactly and this team has no heart i mean we saw we saw in the pistons game they get up 16 and the pistons immediately go on a run and we end up losing by like or end up winning by, like, 8 instead of 20, which is, we should have won that game by 20, but we didn't. Same, so same with the Knicks game.
0: It's the old Majerus take.
1: What's the Majerus take?
0: They were they were talking about this on the radio the other day about how, how dare back these? The game, <laughs> back-to-back games. They, it was after the Sam Merrill-Utah State shot, oh, which, man. what an unbelievable Woo! game that was. <laughs> yeah. Shout-out from the All That Jazz podcast to the Utah State Aggies. Yeah, man. Unbelievable team. I'm actually excited to watch them in the In the tournament, I I think they're probably a sleeper team that not a lot of people would take. I could see them winning the game.
1: BYU too, BYU too, BYU's good except for the buzzer beater they lost to last night.
0: Yeah, well, I wasn't going to bring that up for all you Coug fans out there.
1: I'm like, I'm not as big of a the coronavirus Cougs. (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't joke about that.
0: (laughs) Well, that guy went down there with it and infected sixty thousand people in the arena. So (laughs) what? Yeah, there was a guy that uh, tested positive. It was They're like, so where have you been? He's like, yeah, I went to the BYU game last night. Oh, my gosh. I think it was the Gonzaga game. Oh. So it wasn't last night, but oh. it was like a week ago. Yeah. Um, well, that's our BYU talk. Yeah, and we're done Utah with Bay. that and Utah State talk. What was I even saying? I was on a good point, and then I brought up I Utah talking State. talking about the Majerus. Thing. Oh, they were talking about where that lands on, like, the greatest shots of the game. <laughs> Or greatest like, buzzer beater wins, and they brought up the Keith Van Horn years where he had like a tip-in dunk and then a, another shot at the buzzer for the win. And one of the games, I think it was the tip-in dunk against SMU, I believe. Majerus was fuming mad. And they won on a buzzer beater. It's this incredible play, and he gets to the locker room and just lets his guys have it. Only like Bob Knight and Rick Majerus probably could. And the whole point of it all was, you guys are so much better than this. You should have beat this team by 20. I know we play again in two days. I cannot wait for practice tomorrow because you're going to feel every second of it. And it struck the fear into the hearts of every single player that was out there. And you kind of look at this Jazz team, and like that's what, I mean, where we were on a losing streak a couple weeks ago, and I was calling for guys to get benched and stuff like that, I I totally get where you're at. But what I saw last night, not to keep debating or going back and forth. Let's do
1: it honestly.
0: I, I thought I saw a team that had the framework of being great. I thought they were there. I thought they that the the effort was there. There was a couple times where they maybe weren't as physical. Um, specifically calling out Donovan. I always did. You ever watch that Kobe Bryant Donovan Mitchell film room thing where Kobe did a?
1: How Donovan just needs to pass more out of the double team.
0: Well, it was on that. It was the ESPN feature thing where Kobe Bryant breaks down Donovan's yeah. game tape. There was one part of that, and it was against the Houston series that he does that where Trevor Ariza at the time gets way up into Donovan and he's trying to catch the ball right around the three line and he ends up catching the ball like probably two-thirds of the way the half court because Trevor Ariza pushed him off his spot Mm -hmm. that far. And Kobe stopped the tape and all he said was, no, 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 no. That's not going to get it done. And I remember seeing that and kind of watching this as Kobe's breaking down game tape. And I remember seeing Donovan, and I was just kind of like, you know, I know he's six one, and Kobe was six seven or six six or whatever he was, but he's a hundred percent right. We have got to have guys, and it's applicable now. That's like this is physicality. You have your spot. I am standing here. You are gonna try to move me? Have fun getting a foul called on you. I am not moving from this spot though. And it's like it's that kind of a thing where like we don't really have that same kind of physicality. I think on offense to where we can really be a force out there, you know, and that's like the small stuff. But as far as like defense goes and, you know, some of these other things, I thought last night we, we were capable of winning that game in times past. I I haven't felt that we have been,
1: I mean, the way I viewed it was though, was that first of all, it seems like everyone on the Raptors would be awesome. For, like, just what we need. You know? You look well, they,
0: they're an incredible team. When Kawhi left, I did not think they would be good.
1: Well, my my point is they have a lot of tough, you know, defensive-minded guys. And feels like just one of those guys could really help the Jazz, whether it's and or just someone like that. Like, the Heat seems like they have an entire team full of players that would just help the Jazz. They... There are these you know, competitive, athletic guys. We just need some of that. And even Royce, who was probably our cl- closest thing to that of. He played well last night. Yeah, but I. He played
0: defense. He had a couple steals. He had a couple blocks. He got a standing O in the first quarter. I, I'm not debating
1: that. My point is, though, that Royce has changed from the first half of the season from this second half. He's not. He doesn't have the same dog in him as he did.
0: Yeah, I get that. And, and, totally and this, this
1: entire team hasn't really had a dog all season. They've, we 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 let the Suns beat us by twenty. Like, what? How many wake up calls do, does this team need? Because the simple fact is we're soft, and the only way to stop soft being soft is to like be competitive and start trying. And it doesn't seem like that's happening. Maybe they need to do the rebound drill. <sighs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this team needs because it's it's unbelievable. I think May, maybe this is just what the NBA is nowadays, where teams have talent and they think they can just mail it in the regular season. The AAU
0: season. generation that's finally overtaken the league completely. I, there are,
1: you look at all the issues in the NBA, and I feel like you can blame it a lot of it on AAU. I am like being one hundred percent serious. Like uh, the AAU is bringing so many problems to the NBA players. There is a funny. lot of
0: entitlement. So here's the part where I get to rant from last night. Mm-hmm. You called out effort. You called out a lack of intensity. You called out this team needs a heart. I'm, I'm they calling need to figure I'm, those things I'm out. out. I'm and am calling they need to start playing that way. Yeah, I'm calling them out from the last four games. Like we, I'd love to see Joe Ingles be that guy. And yeah. the other thing that I want to see too, we haven't really talked about this, and we'll get to it in a minute. But Rudy, if you're gonna take a swing at a dude, knock his block off. Don't tell us about it. Don't tell us. I mean, you're not going to – I'm telling you right here and now that this is about Rudy's comment about the in-game altercation when she got kicked out for, which, by the way, he should not have been kicked out by it. He's no. too soft to get kicked out of a game. <laughs> to your point, Ben. Like, he, what he did was not an offense that was warranting an ejection. That elbow that what's his bucket through, that was a little bit more like, okay, well, you you just – threw your entire arm at Rudy's face, and you missed. But Rudy did not need to get kicked out for that. But after the game, Rudy said, well, next time I get thrown out, it'll be worth it. I'd love to see that, Rudy. I would absolutely love That's exactly what this team needs. We need you to walk out onto the floor, and in the opening tip, just punch the guy across from you right in the face. That'd fire him up, wouldn't it?
1: I uh, I just can't believe you said that. The, the, the simple fact is, we were talking about Rudy as like a dark horse MVP candidate. Who was I? We I was in like December and January. He was like everything we had for that team, like defensively. And now it's something changed. Once after that All Star break, usually that's when the Jets start to get going. This year, we're worse. I I feel like I don't know it's something. I think.
0: Well, we're like minus one game, four game lose streak, four game win streak, followed up with a loss. We got to see what happens on tomorrow night to negate it.
1: <laughs> I just, I just don't know how you, how anyone can feel good about this team based on four wins, four losses, four wins, and then we end up playing the Rockets in the first round. We're going to lose again. Yeah, because
0: that's, just... that's just the way it goes. The thing that I see that I really wanted to call out that I found extremely annoying from last night, I don't know what kind of team does this. I have never seen a group of guys trying to draw fouls unsuccessfully like I saw last night from the Utah Jazz. And it was from Donovan. It was from Conley. It was from Clarkson. It was from Bogey. It was from Rudy. It was from everybody. I think Royce and Joe were kind of, and Joe even a little bit too. He's very, very guilty of getting fouled and turning around and looking at the ref and throwing his arms up Rudy while the they guys. go on a four-on-five. Rudy was in the same boat last night where there was a couple plays where Rudy thought there was an offensive foul, and it probably should have been an offensive foul. They get a layup on it because he gets like stiff-armed in the face, and he turns around and starts going after the ref while someone needs to pass the ball in donovan's standing there looking at him like hey you big dummy get the ball in like we gotta go we got basketball to play clock's ticking and donovan had to physically go grab rudy and be like not right now let's get the ball in and play fast for him to realize that it was not the time to go after the officials yeah and Uh, that is the thing like if i'm dennis lindsey i'm going down to the locker room today and i'm saying look guys if I see one or more of you whine to the ref and try to draw fouls, especially you, Donovan, you don't deserve foul calls yet. Make them call a foul if going to fu- if there truly is a foul. No more of this like running floater to the paint where you put your shoulder down and then throw up a wild shot. The ref doesn't call it because he doesn't know what the hell he just saw. And then you stand there with your arms. I, I feel like I'm watching a bunch of fifth graders out there complaining to the ref because they watched the jazz play basketball. That's how I feel when I saw that last night or how I felt when I saw that and how I f- how I feel night in and night out that this happens because it's kind of turning into a trend.
1: Well, uh, again, I'm I'm optimistic that we're going to start trying in the playoffs, but we're the Jazz. Okay, we don't have a LeBron. We don't have a Kevin Durant. We don't, even have a, we don't have a Giannis. We don't have any of those guys to be able to say, okay, they can pick up the slack if we all get our crap together.
0: Well, can I tell you one thing about LeBron that has followed him everywhere? He is an extremely hard on his teammate but loves them kind of a teammate. Yeah. The one thing everybody says about LeBron, he makes everybody around him better. The idea that he's a phenomenal yeah. player, he passes, but he you you better believe that LeBron expects excellence from everybody else out on the floor.
1: Yeah, I mean the whole narrative that LeBron's a bad teammate was baffling to me because well he, every
0: player in the world who's ever been great was a bad teammate because but, they were hard on their their teammates.
1: Look what he did with J- he won a championship with J.R. Smith as a starter.
0: Like that's unreal to me. Yeah, Well, and everybody kind of says the same thing about Kobe Bryant and about Dwight Howard and that relationship and Shaq and all this other stuff. And I know you feel strongly that Kobe was, in fact, not a good teammate. Well. I feel that Kobe demanded literal excellence from everybody else around him. And if you didn't get it, Kwame Brown, you're going to get thrown out of practice. And you're going to get annihilated. Yeah, but and I, you are going to
1: hate your life. I, I, there is a line to that, right? There is a you're going to push someone, and then there is you're just being a douche, you know. I, and I think LeBron is pretty good at drawing that line where he instead of you know still yelling being at
0: to a douche to your face, he's a douche to you behind your back to the front office. No, like, to get you he'll <laughs> traded, he'll tweet. He'll
1: like tweet the Arthur meme. Like he he'll. He'll like let it out on Twitter. He'll subtweet you instead of like, "Hey, I'm actually gonna kill you. I'm th- gonna threaten. I'm gonna." <laughs> what was the thing with Gilbert Arenas? That's outrageous that that actually happened, where they brought guns to the locker room and they almost killed well, each other. Gilbert Arenas is a psycho. That's true. so. Two thousands <laughs> <laughs> NBA players, man. Whew.
0: It was yeah. What I a mean, time. David Stern, rest his soul, had a. Had a tough league to kind of clean up there because that got ugly real quick. <laughs> oh, I, I seriously. But, but MJ, MJ was the same way. I mean, he was notorious sure. for being in practice, and we didn't have as much media coverage then as we do now because of 24-hour media. Mm-hmm. But MJ was the same way. Notorious I, yeah. for you just scored on me in practice, great. Let's play it 10 more plays. You're not going to score on me again, and I'm going to score on you in every play.
1: I'm so excited for the Michael Jordan documentary coming out, though.
0: I, I agree. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. I can't Very wait. Cool. But that's the kind of stuff though that I really feel like this Jazz team really needs to look at and be when you say they need a dog, they need heart, they need energy. Just stop being a bunch of prima donnas. Well, stop exactly. trying to call st- stop trying to get fouls called. Stop going to the rim and yeah. especially Rudy, stop going to the rim expecting contact and going up weak. And, I mean, you're 7-1, dude. What is preventing you from literally dunking the ball on everyone? I would love to see you even try to dunk it on everyone. Legitimately try, though.
1: Well, that's that's why I'm frustrated, okay? Stop playing a game of finesse. It's because superstars ha- are the only teams with superstars are the only teams that have shown that, hey, they can actually turn it on and off again. We don't have the top. Tier talent to be able to say that we just don't yeah and we don't have I, I just don't know why it's so hard for professionals to have
0: to have a motor that's my issue i kept waiting for that last night to where and that's like donovan that was one of the things that he's kind of hung his hat on is that he's had a really high motor he gives it his all we've kind of been missing and i think it's because there's so many much talent around him that it's a different element but I was waiting for that all last night. It was another thing I kept saying to my wife. I kept poking her and saying, "Okay, here's the time where Donovan takes over. Okay, here it's coming right now. All right, there's five minutes left, and we really need him. He's going to show up. Okay, crap, it's a we're we're losing now, and there's two minutes left. Donovan's going to come hit a big shot for us. And it just never happened. And I was just kind of, come on, man, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I. It's. This has been the most frustrating team the Jazz have had in my lifetime. Well. With expectations and, and I the, want the want they're uh, not giving us an effort. Night in, night out.
0: I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I do want to move on to the next segment of the show.
1: Yeah, good. I, <laughs>
0: I need to get out of this. Should we do mine first or should we do yours first or should we just cancel yours altogether because you kind of already did it? What did I do? Well, I was going to ask you if you wanted to play um, our, our one of our more popular games, Coach Quinn's cap. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So the, the way this game works is we usually do it, it kind of, well, first and foremost, that kind of felt like jazz therapy right there. We voiced a lot of stuff. It probably will be jazz therapy if we don't win three games before next Tuesday. Oh, I... We gotta win against Oklahoma City. Tomorrow. The
1: simple fact is, it is a very real possibility this team doesn't make it out of the first round. No one wants that to happen. The fact is, the Denver Nuggets are—I think they're a three seed or a two seed, right?
0: They're in free fall. I mean, they—they're going to have it rough. We're going to see the real Denver Nuggets the last between now and the end of the season. Uh, but we play um, between now and next Wednesday. We play the Thunder, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, and the Lakers. I think you got to go three and one. With the lots against the Lakers, that, that Lakers game is at home, um, and there's no back-to-back. So we go Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, just how I like it. So there is a back-to-back. I can't read. <laughs> Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, all at home, Monday against the Lakers. Yeah. So, so, you got to um, go 3-1. and one. So
1: as it stands, we are one game ahead of Oklahoma City, and yeah. we're projected to play. I have a 4-5 with them. Which would be
0: hilarious. Well, Chris, if we did that, then we'd be
1: Chris Paul. <sighs> oh, yeah. How great would that be? That would be great. And then we lose to the Lakers in the second round.
0: And then we'd lose to the Lakers in the second round. Yep. Um, so anyways, Coach Quinn's cap. This is a popular game backed by popular demand from all you jazz faithful out there. What I asked Ben to do as I said, Ben, I want you to survey the schedule coming up. I want you to survey the last three or four games and the trends that you've seen or haven't seen. And I want you to put on the Quinn Snyder cap of truth. And I want you to give it to us straight of what the Jazz must do to avoid going on yet another four-game losing streak. I think we ought to... Let it rip.
1: I think we ought to start George's kneeing at the five.
0: The Will Brennan take is the back. Will
1: Brennan take is back.
0: <laughs> you have complete control of the
1: team Ben this is open mic if, if I have to complete control of the team do you want to know what I'd do yes I would start playing Jawan Morgan 48 minutes a game Jarrell Brantley you're in listen I would just play the young guys who need to prove it in this league um, another issue I don't know if it's an issue but we have five guys at the end of our roster who are hopefully contribute in the future but can't right now which, you know, maybe they'll be good, but it's it, that's just what it is right now. I would play... I would legitimately threaten Rudy. I would say, listen, Jawan Morgan will take your spot. I would legitimately threaten him with that. I would also tell Tony Bradley, hey... I. You know what I would do with Tony Bradley? I would only play him in certain matchups. That Like, last night was a perfect matchup for him. Where Toronto didn't have enough beef to stop... To, like, mess with Tony Bradley. Um... There's only one thing you can really get a team to start trying, that's Krispy Kreme donuts. You say, "Listen, guys, if we," (laughs) it's true. This this is like a a,
0: a trick from fifth grade. Yeah, okay. Okay. This is so this is this has worked on you in the past. Absolutely, Coach Ben Quinn Snyder. Listen, when I
1: was a fifth grader, it you know I'm sure it was hard to give some effort because I was you know 11, (laughs) but you know what? We would get donuts after the game and I remember coaches being like, "Hey, you guys get donuts after the game." Remember that, and you'd start playing harder. And I think that's the only way we can get this team to play harder because we obviously know we obviously know money doesn't matter to them. They're a bunch of rich players, let's be honest. Um we obviously know that winning doesn't matter to them as from what we've seen so far. There's only one thing that is better than all those things, and that's a Krispy Kreme, a hot Krispy Kreme donut.
0: Okay, <laughs> so you folks, for those of you at Jazz Nation, I'm gonna I'm gonna read back to you what just happened here. I've asked Ben to put on Coach Quinn Snyder's cap, meaning that he assumes the role and identity as Quinn Snyder, and he's addressing the team on what they must do to avoid a four-game losing streak. The solution that Coach Ben Quinn Snyder has come up with.
1: If we win a game, I will buy hot Krispy Kreme donuts.
0: Coach if- Snyder's buying hot Krispy creams and bringing them into the locker room.
1: But if we lose the game, we will eat oatmeal cookies.
0: There you have it. So either <laughs> you way, you're it. getting something. But no, it's no, either no, a no. hot Krispy Kreme or an oatmeal. I love oatmeal cookies.
1: Oh, gross! I love oatmeal cookies. They're gross. fantastic.
0: <laughs> oh, Maybe say disgusting. like a hard rice crispy treat ew no you know when like you leave them out overnight and you like you bite into it and it's like sorry
1: cookies like raisin cookies oatmeal raisin cookies oh even
0: better you put raisins in it oh Oh. even better oh i love oatmeal raisins i i love i love oatmeal raisin cookies that's
1: that's disgusting but you
0: you throw in like a hard rice crispy treat and i'm out there's nothing you can do to save that But, but Coach ben, ben Quinn Snyder here. Or Brussels sprouts or something. Like I, I love Brussels Dude, what is wrong with your taste? Brussels sprouts are delicious.
1: Wait, raw Brussels sprouts? Well, not. Who, who eats a raw Brussels sprout? I don't know. You put but,
0: that in the oven. That's true. That's Probably stuff? 325 for like 15 to 20 minutes with a little olive oil, salt, and pepper. <laughs> that, that stuff is good. Don't all me that me jazz all. cooking show
1: is, is come on. Because who wants to? Who even wants to... Who comes here to listen to the
0: Jazz? Let's be honest. The Jazz suck. Should we be a Jazz lifestyle podcast? <laughs> We're just lifestyle people that are like... Our lifestyle is the Jazz. <laughs> and it's, everything flows from the Jazz. That would be fun. Including Brussels sprouts. So anyways, to avoid a four-game losing streak, Quinn needs to start motivating the teams with hot Krispy creams.
1: But listen, we, this team is showing the effort of children... Okay, that's fine, whatever. We need to start treating them like children and giving them donuts as a reward.
0: I haven't seen any rookie hazing going on. Mm. What's going on with that, man?
1: Like the fun rookie hazing?
0: Yeah, like making them wear a pink backpack. I don't know. What's happened to us? I think Donovan changed it all. I think he showed up and they're like, you're going to wear a pink backpack. And he's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, all right.
1: (laughs) I mean, Grace and Allen wore a pink backpack last year, and
0: I haven't seen anybody with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this freaking team. I they
0: gotta have some fun. They need Krispy Kreme donuts, and I think ultimately
1: we gotta sign someone this offseason. We need someone new.
0: You well, know, we always will have a, some kind of a shakeup, especially if it doesn't work. So
1: I'm not even saying something major, but we need. We need a crazy person in the locker room. We have too many people Bobby Portis Jr. man. He might be too crazy like like Marcus Morris crazy where his craziness might not rub off in the good way.
0: Yeah, I get I get that. I just want somebody to fight in practice and Instead and of <laughs> instead of
1: threatening to fight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Next time this happens to me, I will fight you all i'm rudy gobert out for justice we'll see what it's like happens. a bad steven Seagal movie <laughs> anyways um i think we do have a, another popular segment backed by popular demand your favorite game show born here on the all that jazz podcast two tweets and a lie
1: yep yep yep, yep. ben
0: do you have anything fun for me tonight um, well, hold on, let's explain to the people who have never We have many new listeners, let's explain to them how this works
1: Two tweets and a lie We call it that But it's basically social media posts Of people saying stupid stuff I've made up one of them Zach needs to, get, needs to guess Which one I made up
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I will warn you now What Ben is about to read is appalling Viewer refer- discretion is advised
1: Yeah. Alright, let's start Dennis Lindsay should be fired for the Mike Conley trade.
0: Dennis Lindsay should be fired for the Mike Conley trade. Okay, Don't say so that's, anything Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah, I won't. I'm, let's hear them all first.
1: Boyan Bogdanovich is useless without a three-point shot. Okay. Quinn Snyder should be fired for never being able to beat Houston.
0: And I am supposed to get, so you've been gathering these for a minute now.
1: Mm. I gathered them today, but they've been around for a little.
0: Okay, so they've been circu. So you found them, but like are things that have been circulated for the last wa- for the last while. Mm-hmm. So we've got Bogey is useless without a three shot, which I think that's everybody in the NBA now. Well, um, I mean, let's be honest. If Boyan, you're not, you're Rudy, right?
1: Boyan can drive for the rim. He can play pick and roll. He can post up. He he has just more. can't
0: make a shot right now, which is yeah. unfortunate. I'm going to go ahead. What was the first one? Dennis should be fired for the Mike Conley trade. Mm-hmm. I think somebody actually said that. That Next. is a truth. It's a lie. Oh, I mean, ah, That's the second time that's happened. It's foiled. The whole thing's over. Yep. You stumped me again, Ben.
1: Mm-hmm. I did.
0: The suspense is over. Mm-hmm. So somebody actually said that, quote, Bojan Bogdanovic is useless unless he's hitting threes.
1: Jazz fan said that
0: yeah I mean i I think that's just kind of that that may not even be like to tweet should i
1: i don't i don't I'm not gonna say their names because I don't want to be rude, but
0: do we know this person?
1: I'll tell you after the show you
0: probably don't know him. okay, but you know this person, yeah, do they listen to the show? No, okay. they don't listen to the show. those poor souls i i think I think that is kind of like Captain obvious statement. You take away the player's strength and then say they're not good unless they're good at their strength. It's kinda like one of those things that's like, well, duh. Well, I mean And then as far as Quinn not being able to beat the Rockets, I think
1: It's it's on Quinn now. Like <laughs> Well, I
0: think there's probably twenty nine other NBA teams who fall under that same category as well, you should is, fire your coach.
1: Legitimately, Quinn has won us games. Be- like we've really there have been games in the playoffs, like those two wins we had in the past two seasons, I think we owe it to Quinn for doing some weird stuff to keep the Rockets off balance. That's that's just what I think, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's given the hand he's been dealt, and this year you know, obviously it's different because he's got a bigger hand and there's a bigger scale to judge him on, I don't think I, Quinn Snyder is cream of the crop. And I got news for you, folks. He's not going anywhere.
1: Uh, uh, so your tricky. dreams
0: of wanting Quinn gone, I mean, we'll move players before we'll move Quinn.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I made up that Dennis Lindsay should be fired, but I'm sure someone has said that because on the internet you can find literally the dumbest of dumbest things.
0: Well, Andy Larson said that uh, two weeks ago. That's why I thought it was real. I thought you were pulling an Andy Larson take. No. So you made up a fake Andy (laughs) Larson-esque tweet. I guess so. Um, Dennis Lindsay should not be fired, nor should he... Be fired for trading for Mike Conley That's absurd Mm -hmm. We're going to figure it out There's one more thing I want to ask you before we end on
1: this Okay. I was thinking about this Worst case scenario We're seeing how the NBA is going And stars demanding trades And If Rudy or Donovan demanded a trade Who would you Who would you be okay trading
0: Rudy Rudy Far and away, Rudy. And I know that there's a bunch of statisticians out there that would say, oh, wait, what, what, what? Rudy Gobert is so much more rare in the NBA and blah, 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 blah. And this, that, and the other. He's better right now. Well, yeah, but I simply said Donovan is younger. He's harder to find. You're not going to draft another guy like him. And we could go get Derek Favors back, who does 85% of what Rudy does. Yeah, more or less. More or less. There's a lot of times where I'm like, Man, I really miss Faves. Yeah, all right. I really miss Faves. Like perimeter defense last night where we like Faves would've in that lineup with the starters. Mm-hmm. I I really miss Faves. And I'm not saying like he's better than Rudy. I mean we kind of saw that for three years. Yeah. Like on three like really solid years of comparison. But man, I really miss Faves. Yep. So I predict a win tomorrow night. Against Oklahoma City. It's on the road. But I, will, I
1: will never predict because my gut always lies to me, and it lies to you guys too.
0: I, I'm predicting a win. I think we go and get a win in, in Oklahoma City, and uh, that'll be that. Yep. No more four-game skids. This is the All That Jazz Podcast. We thank you very much for listening with us this far. If you've actually made it, let us know. We'll give you a shout-out next week. Until next time, we'll see you later. Go Krispy Kreme.